We want to get in our lesson this morning. Amen. We're coming from First Peter again. And we've been looking at Peter here. And, uh, you know, Peter, as we all have already studied and we've already seen, is the apostle that Jesus gave the keys to. And he told Peter, whatsoever things you loosed on earth will be loosed in heaven. And whatsoever things you bind on earth will be bound in heaven. And so Peter writes his epistle to bring encouragement and strength to the body of Christ. And Peter is trying to enlighten you and I, even though they wrote these books probably over 2,000 something years ago, they're still a fresh and anointing for us, the church today. And we've already understood and we've already seen now that Peter is, is t- letting us know there's going to be suffering going on and we're going to face some things in our lives as children of God. Amen. But we, we realize, as Peter tells us here in his word, amen, verse uh, 6 in chapter 1, he says, Wherein you greatly rejoice, though now for a season, if need be, you are in heaviness through the manifold temptations, that the trial of your faith, being much more precious than gold, that perish, though it be tried with fire, might be found and to praise and honor and glory at the appearance of Jesus Christ. And this is the key that he's trying to let us know that even though we may go through some things in our lives, even though we're going to suffer some things, even though we're going to face some temptations and some trials, we've got to realize that the just must live by faith and the just has got to walk by faith. Amen. We have got to realize that we're going to a better place. Uh, We're going to a city who has foundations, whose builder and maker is God. Amen. And so we're going to face some things. We're going to go through some things. And so the quicker we figure this out and prepare our hearts and prepare our minds, we can endure hardness as good soldiers of Jesus Christ. Amen. So Peter goes on here in verse 10 now. He says, of which salvation the prophets had acquired and search diligent who who prophesied of the grace that should come unto you. Amen. So we realize when we go back to the Old Testament, uh, we begin to realize that the prophets had prophesied of a Redeemer. They had prophesied of a Savior that would come. Isaiah had told us uh, the scripture we use so fervently every Christmas. For unto us a child is born, and unto us a son is given, and the government shall be upon his shoulders, and his name shall be called Wonderful Counselor, the Mighty God, the Everlasting Father, and the Prince of all peace, of the increase of his government, they will be no end. Amen. They had, Isaiah had, had told them, therefore the redeemed of the Lord shall return and come with singing unto Zion. Everlasting joy shall be upon their head. They shall obtain gladness and joy and sorrow and mourning would free away. They was laying the foundations. Amen. Jeremiah, as he went through all his the things, excuse me, that he went through in the 70 years in the captivity, but God had already told them, and you remember in Jeremiah 29 that we often so quote, uh, the Lord tells them in Jeremiah chapter 29, uh, real quick, if you want to pop there real quick with me, amen, uh, he tells them here in verse, uh, do, 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 do. amen, 
Let's start with verse 1. Now, these are the words of the letter of Jeremiah prophesied, sent from Jerusalem unto the residue of the elders, which were carried away captive, and to the priests, and to the prophets, and to all the people whom Nebuchadnezzar had carried away captives from Jerusalem to Babylon. After that, Jeconiah, the king, and the queen, and the eunuchs, the princes of Judah and Jerusalem and the carpenters and the smiths were departed from Jerusalem by the hand of Elishai, the son of Siphan, and Jeremiah, the son of Helkiah, whom Zedekiah, the king of Judah, sent unto Babylon to Nebuchadnezzar, king of Babylon, saying, Thus saith the Lord of hosts, the God of Israel, unto all that are carried away captive, whom I have caused to be carried away from Jerusalem unto Babylon. Notice this, verse 5. Build your houses and dwell in them, and plant gardens and eat the fruit of them. Take ye wives and beget sons and daughters, and take wives for your sons and your daughters to husbands, that they may bear sons and daughters, that you may be increased there. And not diminish and seek the peace of the city, whether I have caused you to be carried away captive and pray unto the Lord for it. For in the peace thereof shall you have peace. For thus saith the Lord of hosts, the God of Israel, let not your prophets and your diviners that be in the midst of you deceive you, neither hearken to your dreams, which you cause to be dreamed for the, thy prophet falsely uh, unto you in my name. I have not sent them, saith the Lord. For thus saith the Lord, that after seventy years be accomplished at Babylon, I will visit you and perform my good word unto you, and causing you to return to this place. For I know the thoughts that I think towards you, saith the Lord, thoughts of peace and not of evil, to give you an expected end. Then shall you call upon me, and you shall go and pray unto me, and I will hearken unto you, and you shall seek me, And find me when you shall search for me with all your heart. And I will be found of you, saith the Lord. And I will turn away your captivity. And I will gather you from the nations and from all the places whether I have driven you, saith the Lord. And I will bring you again unto the place whence I caused you to be carried away captive. So God lets them know, I'm sending you into captivity. Amen. But I'm going to bring you back. So God says, look, just because you're going into captivity, don't go there and start complaining. Don't go there and start murmuring and everything. He says, I'm sending you in there. And so this is what I want you to do. I want you to build houses. I want you to have gardens. I want you to marry. I want you to raise up a stronger force than what is going in there. In other words, don't go in there and just sit back and do nothing because I'm the one that's sending you there and I'm going to come in 70 years and I'm going to bring you back to this same spot. Amen. So they prophesied of a redeemer. They prophesied of a savior. Amen. And even today, that's what we do. We prophesy to you that the coming of the Lord draw it nigh and we have to be ready because that's God's way and that's what God desires. And so the prophets wanted to know about this salvation. Amen. And Peter tells us that it was not for them, but for you 
and for me. Praise God. And so we have this great salvation. Amen. Jesus Christ, he came to seek and to save that which was lost. Amen. And so we are being prepared. And now Peter brings us to the forefront. He says, look, you're going to suffer. You're going to go through some things. He says, but the trial of your faith is going to get you to the other side. Jesus says that he that endured to the end, the same is going to be saved. So if I know I'm going to go through some things, what should I do? I should prepare myself. I need to build up myself right now on my foes. Holy faith. Amen. I've already prophesied to you that the Lord has said that 21 and 22 is going to be worse than 20. Amen. So you need to prepare yourself now for it. You need to adjust your mind. Notice what Peter says here in verse 13. Wherefore, gird up the loins of your mind. Be sober. Amen. And hope to the end of the, for the grace that is to be brought unto you at the revelation of Jesus Christ. Peter says, get your mind focused. Get your mind in the right place. Set your mind on Christ. Amen. Because why? He will keep you in perfect peace whose mind is stayed upon Him because you trust in Him. Trust in the Lord forever. For the Lord Jehovah is an everlasting strength. Get your mind right. Don't focus on the world. Because if you focus on the world, it's going to wear you out. Amen. You have got to get your mind stayed on Christ. Paul, writing to the church at Colossus uh, in the third chapter, he says, if you've been risen with Christ, seek those things above where Christ uh, is seated on the right hand of God. Set your affections on things above and not on things of this earth. For you're dead and your life is hidden with Christ uh, in God. Uh, so when Christ appear, you shall reign with him forever and ever. So get your mind. Amen. Get your mind stayed on Christ. Uh, that's why Paul writing to the church in Ephesus in the 6th chapter in the 10th verse. Uh, he says, finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord uh, and in the power of his might. Uh, put on the whole armor of God uh, that you are able to stand against the wiles of the devil. For we wrestle not against flesh and blood, uh, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness and high places. Wherefore, take unto you the whole armor of God, that you may be able to stand in the evil day. And having done all you can do to stand, stand therefore, having your loins skirted about with truth, and having on the breastplate of righteousness, and your feet shod with the preparation of the gospel of peace. Above all, taking the shell of faith wherewith you shall be able to quench all the fiery darts uh, of the wicked and take the heaven of salvation and the sword of the spirit which is the word of God you've got to prepare yourself amen for the things that are coming get your mind right get your mind focused get your mind back on Christ get your mind on church get your mind on where you're headed amen be sober amen not drunken with wine, wearing in excess, but be filled with the Spirit. Get your mind on Jesus. Stop listening to all this foolishness on the news and on the webs and stuff. The world is designed to cause confusion. That's what they're going to do. They're going to confuse your mind if you focus on that mess. Amen. 
I'm not saying you shouldn't be aware, but you need to stay focused on Christ. If you allow so much of that junk to come into you, by the end of the day, you can't sleep. By the end of the day, you're going to be fearful. You're going to start seeing the worst just like the world is seeing it. Amen. And Paul says to the church at Corinth in the 11th chapter in the 3rd verse, I fear lest by any means as the serpent beguiled Eve through his subtility so your mind will be uh, corrupt through the simplicity that is in Jesus Christ. Amen. The devil wants to confuse you. Amen. Isaiah says that the battle of the warriors would confuse noise and garments rolled in blood. Warfare is nasty. It's noisy. It's dangerous. That's why you got to keep your mind. Amen. I think I told you when I joined the army, they even told me if I wanted to, if I wanted a wife, the army would have issued me one. <laughs> yeah. They wanted me to keep my mind right. Amen. You got to stay focused, my brothers and sisters. We almost home. Amen. Don't go back. You remember that old poem? You never know how close you've been. Amen. Right around the corner. We could be home. Tomorrow could be the day. Amen. That we split those pearly gates. That the Lord step on on the crowd, on the cloud. Says, Come on up. Blow it, John. Blow. This is Gabriel. Blow the trumpet in Zion. Amen. We got to be ready. And so Peter says here, he says, so gird up the loins of your mind and uh, the, the loins of your mind. Be sober or be alert. Stay alert. Amen. And hope to the end of the grace that is brought unto you at the revelation of Jesus Christ. Amen. He's coming for us. Amen. He's coming back for church. Amen. So we've got to be ready. Amen. And we have to stay focused. You can't lose what the reason you was called. Amen. Remember, you were called to be a witness for Jesus. See, but if I'm out here complaining about everything, if I'm out here being drawn away, who's going to believe me? See, a witness has got to stand firm. Amen. That's why the Lord said to Isaiah 43, you are my witnesses, said the Lord. And my servants whom I have chosen, that you may know and believe me that I am he. Before me there was no God formed and neither shall there be after me. I, even I am the Lord and beside me there is no Savior. He says, I've showed you and I've told you, amen, that I'm God. Praise God. And that's why Peter says in 1 Peter 2, 9, but you are a chosen generation. You are a royal priesthood. You are a holy nation. You are a peculiar people that you should show forth the praises of him which has called you out of darkness unto his marvelous light, which was not a people before, but now you are the people of God. Amen. So we have to keep our mind and focus right. Amen. To witness for the Lord Jesus Christ. Verse 14, Peter said, as obedient children, not fashioning yourself according to the former lust of your ignorance here. But as he which has called you is holy, so be ye holy in all manner of conversation. For as it is written, amen, be ye holy, for I am holy. See, so not, well, notice what he's saying now. I got to keep my mind right. 
Amen. I got to be obedient. I got to be sober. I got to be alert. I got to stay pure. I got to walk by faith. I got to have all this. I got to be holy. I got to be separated. I got to be stayed apart. Amen. But if I don't change my mind, I'm not going to become holy. I'm going to keep focusing on the world. And I'm going to keep doing the things of the world. And as a result, I'm going to get further and further away from God. If I keep taking my cues from the world and God is over there, what's going to happen? I'm getting further and further and further away from God. See? So when God speaks, I need to go that way. Come unto me, all ye that are weary and heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn of me, for I am meek and lowly in heart, and you shall find rest unto yourself, for my yoke is easy and my burden is as light. Amen. When I go to the Lord in prayer, what am I doing? I'm drawing nigh to Him. So if I'm going to pray to God and I'm going to talk to God and I'm going to believe God and I say I'm a Christian, then I need to be as close to Him as I can. But if I keep taking my cues from the world, then it's going to put me way over here. I'm going to be away from Him. See, I need to stay alert. You got to be aware of gradualism. It's just a little downward. Amen. The snowball going down the hill, it starts out small. But as it rolls more and more and more, it picks up more junk. Amen. You go to the head of the Mississippi River. I mean, it's just as pretty and clean and clear. It ain't no wider than right here to here. You can walk right across. It is pretty and clean. You can stick your hand in it. I mean, it came up my legs about right here as I wade across it. That's how pretty and clear it is. You get 100 yards down, it starts spreading out. Junk starts coming in. By the time you get down here at Alaska, it's filthy. By the time you get to Ohio, I mean, the Ohio River comes in. The Missouri River starts pouring in down by St. Louis. I mean, it gets filthy and filthy. You look at some of the pictures. By the time you get to the Louisiana it's just as filthy as all get out. Amen. And so, what does that tell you? As long as you stay close to God, you're pure. <laughs> you get away from Him, you, the junk is coming in. Amen. So you need to make sure that you stay alert. You stay sober. You have to be, what Peter said, as obedient children. Your Father is giving you instructions. Amen. Now, God has no problem with spanking you. <laughs> you know, that, that's why the writer of Hebrews tell you that. <laughs> Whom the Lord loveth, he chasing it. Yeah. Amen. So that's why he says, don't think it's strange concerning the fire trials. Sometimes it's going to try you as though some strange things happen to you. See, you've got to stay alert. Amen. Look at Hebrews chapter 11 real quick. Let's start verse 32. And what more shall I say? For the time will fail me to tell of Gideon and Barak and of Samson and of Japheth and David and Samuel and the prophets. What did they do? Who through faith subdued kingdoms, wrought or worked righteousness, obtained promises, stopped the mouths of lions, quenched the violence of fire, escaped the edge of the sword, out of weakness was made strong, waxed valiant in fight 
turn the flight the fight flight the armies of the aliens. Women receiving their dead raised to life again, and others was tortured, not accepting deliverance. They that they might obtain a better resurrection. Another has trials of cruel mockings and scourging, yea, even moreover of bonds and imprisonment. They were stoned, they were sown as under, they was tempted, they were slain with the sword. They wandered about in sheepskins and goatskins, being destitute, afflicted, and torment, of whom the world was not worthy. They wandered in desert and in mountains and dens and caves in the earth. And these all, having obtained a good report through faith, received not the promise, God having provided some better thing for us, that they without us should not be made perfect. Wherefore, seeing you are compassed about with so great a cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside every weight and the sin which does so easily beset us, and let us run with patience the race that is set before us, looking unto Jesus who is the author and the finisher of our faith, who for the joy endured the cross, despising the shame, and is set down at the right hand of the throne of God. Amen. Consider Jesus. He was tormented. He was bruised, Isaiah said, for my transgression. He was wounded for mine iniquities. And the chastisement of my peace is upon him. And with his stripes we are healed. All we like sheep are gone astray. And the Lord has laid upon him the iniquities of us all. He's oppressed and afflicted, yet opened not his mouth. He is brought as a lamb to the slaughter. And as a sheep dumb before his shears, so open he not his mouth. He is taken from prison and judgment. And who shall declare his generations? And for the iniquity or the transgression of my people was he smitten. He made his grave with the wicked and rich in their death. And because he had no guile, neither was deceit found in his mouth. Yet it pleased the Lord to bruise him and to put him to open grief when he had made his soul an offering of sin. Amen. He shall prolong his days and the Lord shall prosper in his hands. Amen. He shall see the travail of his soul. And by the knowledge of him shall his righteous servants justify many. And he shall bear the iniquities of many. And God says, I will divide with him. Amen. A portion with the great. And he shall divide the small with the strong. Amen. When I have made him an intercessor for the transgressor. Amen. Jesus Christ, consider him. He went through things for you and for me. Amen. That we could have salvation. And now we must learn how to endure hardness as good soldiers for Jesus. Praise God. Short Bible study this morning. <laughs> but stay strong. Stay on the focus line. Amen. Don't get, don't get sidetracked. Don't get sidetracked. Amen. The enemy wants to sidetrack you. You know, people say, oh, you don't wear a mask. They, they get all us bent out of portion because we're not wearing a mask. This is my daddy's house. <laughs> and in my father's house, he tells me what to do. Amen. If you come to my house and I don't wear a mask and I don't want you to wear a mask, guess what? You don't have to wear a mask in my house. And people say, well, why do you wear when you go to Walmart? That's their house. (laughs) Amen. This is my dad's house. Praise God. I love you guys. (laughs) Amen. Let's take a break. God bless you.